is going on? Welcome to the No Mom Podcast. My name's Rick Beta, and glad to have you here. You're working out, you're driving to work, you're at work, whatever you're doing. I appreciate you allowing me to, to be part of this part of your day, this special moment in time. You can follow along on social media. That's at Rick Beta, R-I-C-K-B-A-T-A on Twitter and Instagram. And always feel free to email the show, nomongopodcast at gmail.com. Looking forward to hearing from each and every one of you. Okay, let's get started. So today I wanted to start off in Omaha, Nebraska. Not physically, of course, but you get what I mean. And namely Lynch Park, which happens to be in southern Omaha, for those of you who are in the know. Turns out the past year and a half, it's been you know home to a pretty cool DIY setup. And it was on top of these tennis courts, I guess, or a tennis, yeah, it was multiple tennis courts. Which I guess maybe the tennis players gave up or it wasn't a good tennis court to begin with or whatever. But this DIY setup was recently destroyed or quote unquote removed as the city of Omaha stated. Yeah, so you heard that right. It was destroyed. And it was a DIY. It's been there for a year and a half. So they just swooped in, took it all down. And city officials say the ramps were, here's what they said, were quote unquote Dangerous and did not meet city code. So, I mean, and I guess, too, the the tennis courts were paid for by donors like years ago. And so they unfortunately had that leverage as well. But I didn't hear or what I read online, not a lot of complaints coming from the tennis side of things. You know, they they had a a bunch of skaters show up and, you know, to kind of support and say, hey, you know, it's. This is not cool. This is where we were skating. It's kind of like our home park. So, you know, I guess I understand the reasoning behind it for what I mentioned above. Not at the code. Yeah, I guess. And the donors paid for that. But it's still, it seems like they still don't have a plan, though, for what's next. Right? So one of the community members who helped build the setup was Brenton Gomez. So he's... uh, Confirmed that, you know, yeah, he and others involved, you know, in this project didn't contact city officials about the ramps. I mean, we all know why. Because it was, you have to jump through hoops, it'd get shut down. So they did what, like many other, you know, DIY parks that maybe eventually came to, you know, realization or true parks. They built it. And then skaters came. So, and it became a year and a half spot. You know, I, I haven't visited personally. Maybe you have. Let me know if you have. But we all know, I mean, there's a Tony Hawk Foundation, right, that goes through all these hoops to make park. So it's a it's a pain. So, but think about it, a year and a half, that's a long time to have like a DIY setup. So I can I can totally get why like the locals are upset, you know, why the locals are upset. That's a long time. A year and a half. Most spots, I mean, they come and go, right? But it's from the pictures, what I saw, it's a pretty visible spot. So, I mean, it's not like it's kind of hidden where some other DIYs might be able to, to thrive a little bit longer. So it's, and it's on top of tennis court. So, I mean, if you do start to get complaints, I get it. But, you know, the one thing I did find, though, is the Parks and Rec Department, they, they have been working on a $5 million master plan to renovate Lynch Park. And they're going to include, like, amenities like, a splash pad, you know, for kids, you know, fields, a walking trail, some new playground equipment, but they haven't fully committed to a skate park yet. 
So it's like, okay, you guys demolished it. You claim that you're going to be taking care of the skaters. But in the $5 million plan, nothing's really mentioned of skate, par- skate parks yet. So dot, 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 yet. But I don't know. I mean, do you do you li- do I have any listeners in Omaha? I'm pretty sure I do. So are you, like, local to this? I mean, if so, please keep me in the loop on this one. I mean, let me know if there's anything I can do to help. You know, we could reach out to the Tony Hawk Foundation or whatever. I think he's actually, Tony is actually endorsed, you know, this park for Nebraska or just, you know, they're try- he's trying to get some momentum. But this is for Southern Omaha. For one, I mean, they need a place for, like, their locals to skate, right? And then kids and the, the brand. From what I was able to find is there are three parks, I believe, in Omaha, that, that area close to Lynch Park but they're not it's not as close as Lynch Park. I mean, it's a perfect location. It's working. It has uh, hundreds of skaters showing up and they deserve that. So, if anyone of you like listening live in Omaha, give me a shout. Let me know what's going on or or any city for that matter. I'm curious like are you struggling to get a skate park near your location? Are you what are you doing to to do that? Are you just giving up? But I'm curious to hear like your successes for one and your struggles as well so too but you know i'm more than happy to help out how best i can i can from my end but i want to know too you know i've got four three four parks like local to me so I, I know if you don't have that it sucks so but of course good luck but let me know anyone in omaha let me know if you've any latest on that i'll be sure to keep everyone else up to date too but yeah i kind of caught my radar i was like that sucks they leveled the DIY, and now they have no plan to replace it, at least from what I've read. Maybe that's changed. So let me know. You guys you guys got this. I have faith. You guys are going to have a park in Southern Omaha. You got this. Oh, next up, wanted to talk about, it's actually a Bay Area electric skateboard brand. So I'm talking about local stuff to me here. So, of course, the brand Boosted. And, you know, if you've listened to the show long enough, you know, I've chimed in on the electric skateboards and that whole industry, and you know my feelings about them. I don't hate on them. Not at all. They're just not for me. I just, it's it's more of a control thing for me. And, and electric scooters, I am totally fine riding. I love electric scooters. They're fun. I don't hate on those either. I think Mark Gonzalez said recently in one of his videos, like, why do people hate on those? Like, they're, they're, they're fun. Whatever. But there's just something about electric skateboards that doesn't vibe with me. I it's it's a control thing, and, and I mean, who knows? Maybe one day I will try one and love it. I'll come back on you know what, guys? Got to fall on the sword. I love electronic skateboards now. I didn't mean to, and like I said, I've never trash talked them. I just they're not for me. But I just don't have for one the hundreds of dollars to dish out one. I think some of them were even like thousands. So I don't have that. It's the cost, but. Which I guess leads me to the reason why I'm bringing this up, you know, bringing up Boosted. And this is never a fun thing for companies to do, I might add. So they recently announced that a significant portion, I couldn't find the exact numbers, of the Boosted team was let go recently. So people are out of work, out of jobs in the Bay Area. That sucks, if you guys know what I mean. It's the cost of living out here is insane, much like it is in New York. So... To lose a job in the Bay Area is not a good thing. So hopefully those who have been impacted can bounce back and get something, you know, quickly. So I'm sending the vibes out for you. But, you know, the the basically what they 
the boosted team cited was the unplanned challenge of the U.S.-China tariff war was like their main factor in this struggle. You know, but despite having big names like Andy Mack, you know, pimping out their product, right? Which got me thinking, it's like, I haven't seen Andy Mack post a, a boosted clip in a while. And I thought maybe, okay, because I'm like, before I hit the mic, I'm going to check, and you know, maybe I just missed it. Has he been just quiet about it? But no, I, I, it, and I had to do some digging. I finally found a clip of him on a boosted board. It was way back on January 19th. So he hasn't been as, maybe their contract wore out or maybe, you know, who knows what the deal has, but he hasn't been talking or writing one in a while. So it's, like I said, January 19th. So, but clearly it's it's connected to this latest announcement. You know, if they don't have budget to pay people to sit in seats, are we going to risk it with, you know, Annie Mac trying to help sell the product too? So. Who knows? But much like, of course, regular skateboard brands, though, this is going to be thinking, the electronic skateboard industry has become very competitive. There's like tons of different options now. I don't own one. Do you own one? Own one? Let me know if, if so, which brand. But where do you see the future of electronic skateboards heading? You know, who, who else do you see coming in to try and sell their boards? I mean, they tried with Andy Mack. And I think they had a really good shot with Andy Mac. Think about, like, you're a brand, brand new startup, electric skateboards. You need someone that's kind of good, clean, and wholesome that's going to be a visible, a good rep representation to your brand. And that Andy Mac was a good choice. So, and I, I know for a while, though, Andy was kind of giving away boards. He gave one to, I saw Cavalero ride one, saw Miguel ride one, saw Kevin Staub ride one, saw. Christian Asoy's son, Whew. ride one. <laughs> and of, so, of course, thankfully slash selfishly, you know me, Hasoy still hasn't been seen riding one. Christian Hasoy, just his son. But that gave me anxiety alone just to see how close we were to seeing that. Do you remember that day? Oh, I do. <laughs> we dodged a bullet on that one. But I'll give you some backstory. In case you're new to the show, I am all for like 99.9999999999 all for riders rolling around on electric skateboards. I won't hate on it at all, whether it's for personal use or paid advertisements, whatever. Get yours is what I say, except for Christian Asoy. <laughs> oh, I just I just can't. And there's here's my brief reasoning behind it. Sorry if you've heard this before, you can skip ahead of 30 seconds. Christian Asoy is like, when you mention the word style in, in regards to skateboarding, Christian Asoy, can't talk right now, should be like one of the main ones that comes to mind first. Boom. Dude, always his style. Always, always has had style. I don't think there's a bad picture of him on the internet. But just imagine that same style, but on a electric skateboard. I mean, am I the only one just like, no, I don't want to ever see that. I think I am. So, anyways, that's the backstory on why I mentioned Christian Asoy and just my, I'm like, it's a legit fear of seeing him on a board, on a boosted board or electric board. I don't think I could recover from that. So, okay, 
glad to have everyone back that who skipped ahead. But with, with that though, with with the let me know your thoughts on the latest with boosted's you know layoffs. Did any one of you lose a job, or do you know someone that lost a job? Let me know. Also, will like electric skateboard brands just unite and become one, or is this a slow and painful demise? You know, for that industry, is this the beginning of the end? We'll just have to wait and see. Curious to hear hear your thoughts on that as well. And finally, we are all well aware of the coronavirus by now. If not, congrats, you've been able to avoid any media for a long, long time. <laughs> but it's nasty. It's taking lives. It's showing no sign of slowing down. Well, kind of, you know, every day. But trying not to buy into the media hype, the fear, you know, the the panic buying that's going on everywhere I see. But everywhere I go, I see people stocking up on toilet paper and water. Like the lines have just been insane. So I guess they're assuming the worst is yet to come. I'm going to stay hopeful and positive. But even if you've seen, uh, well, actually, I should say, I've even seen people commenting on how the Olympics might get canceled because of this. Yeah, so the Olympics that we're all looking forward to. I know myself, skateboarding's first appearance in the Olympics is supposed to happen this year, 2020. That got me thinking, and it got me thinking it would be, for one, a very bad thing for Japan if that does happen. I mean, there's just so much money at stake for any any Olympic or any co- country hosting the Olympics, it's, there's so much money, so just a surge of money that comes through because you have, you know, profits from tourism, you know, and that's just there's even post Olympics. I mean, there's a pluses and minus of Olympics, and I'm not going to go elaborate into all the details, but for the most part, it brings a lot of money to the countries, right? So, but I mean, tourism for one, yeah, but it would be not. So think about that. So the, the the impact of tourism is one. But mainly sticking to skateboarding, that would be a really bad thing for a lot of the skateboarding teams as well. A cancellation would just flat out suck. If they just canceled it, like it, it was never meant to be, the universe just goes, boom, no, it's not going to happen this year. 2020, done. That would That would be horrific. But a postponement or like a rescheduling, that would probably be the best case scenario, I guess, should anything drastic happen. And, I mean, according to many articles I found online, the decision won't be made until May, right? So unless, unless of course, things get way out of control by then, we don't know, right? But And I'm trying not to get all hot take on you, hot, hot take nation, quote unquote. But there are some writers who, if they have any shot at competing and winning in the Olympics, that it has to happen this year. Take Alexis Sablone, one of my favorites. I always mention her on contests. I hope she could win. Olympics is one of them. She's currently 33. A rescheduling would put her at least at 34 years old. And a cancellation would pretty much eliminate her chances of making it at 37 years old in 2024. See what I mean? Nija, he's 25. He's going to be 26 in November. Even that, I mean, I remember my 25, 26-year-old body was like, okay, cool, that's fine. But think about a, a, a complete cancellation, right? That'd be, he'd be 29 
fighting against, you know, Father Time in a future Olympics qualifier. Even Team Brazil's very own Pedro Barros. He'd be impacted in a way. I mean, he's only 24, but actually he's going to be 25 next week. I believe it was the 16th. I didn't write it on my notes. His best skating is happening right now. And he already said that he will be retiring from competitions after the Olympics. So best case scenario, they reschedule it for some time in 2020, right? A cancellation, who knows? Maybe we wouldn't even see Pedro in the Olympics. So there's a lot to go, a lot of factors. I know that's worst case scenario of just a cancellation, but it's something to think about. It got my crazy brain thinking. Rescheduling is the best. So, I mean, the best we can all hope for is that things all go according to plan. But if not, a rescheduling for a later time in 2020 would be the best backup plan. And the cancellation altogether would crush many of, you know, the current hopefuls' dreams. Like, they would just be shattered. Four years is a long time in skateboarding. So, just think about that. The how, how different would it... I mean, it's already going to look different in 2024 anyway. The one plus you're gonna have break dancing and all this, but cancel the Olympics games. It it has happened before, but it was only in a time of war. So 1916, 1940, and 1944 were the only times it was ever canceled. So think about that. But for now, the IOC has no plan B, right? None. And they're encouraging athletes athletes to just keep training with great confidence and full steam. So they're just like, nothing to worry about here. You know, it's that scene in Naked Gun, you know. Nothing to see here, although behind them is just explosions and craziness going on. That's kind of what they're doing right now. But we'll just have to wait and see. So I, I as I said, I'm, I'm getting out there. I, But I would not be shocked. I mean, it's going to... I'd be very surprised if it's either a reschedule or cancellation. This is gonna they're gonna do their very best to just push it on, move it on as forward. A lot of events now are just saying they're gonna continue on, make sure you don't shake hands, you cover your mouth. No one's gonna be in attendance. How weird would that be? Say the Olympics does go on. No fans in the audience. <laughs> Nothing. It's just quiet. It's like if you've ever because I watch a lot of soccer now with my son. And if you ever watch a soccer game and there's no audience, he, he notices, all, why is it so quiet? You know, you got to have that, the audience, just the noise, the ambiance to help, you know, the overall package for the home viewers. So definitely something to think about. Is it Hot Take Nation? It's getting close to that, you know, I just, but that's, I just figure I'd vocalize it because I was like, oh yeah, think about that. I mean, yeah, it would suck for it to be canceled. But the age of the riders, that's a huge, huge impact. Totally different than, say, a 40-year-old archer or, um, you know, uh, what else they got in the Olympics. Uh, the, the, even just the runners, right? It's nine days. Skateboard is a different beast. So that's all I've got for this week. Be sure to tell a stranger about the show. Yeah, they won't look at you weird. And if you're looking to, you know, transfer old footage to digital, be sure to reach out to AV Gear Guy. Mention the No Manga Podcast. You save 5%. Just go to avgearguide.com, transfer that old video. You will thank me later, and I appreciate the support. So I'll see you next week.